something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Kat Wanders, and this is episode 66. I skipped last week's episode. I know. Um, I, to be honest, what's been going on is there have been so many last minute trips, little scoots here and there. Um, certain people only have certain days off. And anyway, lots of last minute shit. And the summer has just been kind of a whirlwind, <laughs> to be completely honest. So come September, I'm going to be a lot more prepared and a lot more organized. And it's not that I'm not organized to begin with. I just wind up not wanting to completely murder myself to film a podcast if, you know, if it means that I'm going to miss out on an event or something. And so that's what's happened this summer. And like I said, there's been a lot of last minute shit. So that's my excuse. It's really just an excuse. <laughs> um, but I felt bad. So uh, and but I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> like I said, come September, everything will be back on track. Things will be cooling down. Summer's over. And uh, summer's just really just throws a kink in things. Like anything that you're doing. Because there are days that you wake up and you're like, summer's short. And to be honest, if you're Canadian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're from California or you're from anywhere else uh, hot, you don't understand. When summer's here, we take full advantage. And hot summer nights bugs are kind of low right now. I don't know. It's just kind of magical. So taking advantage. Again, this is going to be a bit unstructured. I uh, have a ton to talk about um, over the last two weeks that you've seen me last. And <laughs> uh, we're just going to have a good time. I'm going to Today I made the notes on my phone. I'm trying this. I've always written it down like in a little sheet of paper. Uh, that's from episode 64. That was also kind of more of a ramble, but if I could remember my passcode. So my week, I did a few things around here, uh, some boating, some fun times. Also, I went back home to Lethbridge and um, Whoop Up Days was happening. Also, the week was supposed to be scorching hot, which also means that there are going to be thunderstorms it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if there's a straight week of 30 degrees in alberta probably most area there's going to be a thunderstorm at least one of the days so i went down for four days and went to whoop up days ate way too much junk okay i ate a full bag of tricolor cotton candy purple on the bottom blue in the middle pink on the top Pink's my fa my favorite flavor. <laughs> Pink is my flavor for sure. And to be honest, I got a little carnival theme happening here because I'm daddy's little freak. And <laughs> um, this is part of Sugar Thrill's new collection. Actually, they came out with a new one since the carnival collection. It's really not a collection that they just came out with. But anyway, so I've got a lot of carnival type wear that I'm going to be sporting also throughout um, October because it is a little bit clowny <laughs> that, so I'm fig, I figured that I've got like a very specific outfit I want to wear 
as a clown for one of the Fridays in October, one of the podcasts. Um, so like I have so much fun dressing up for my podcast because I kind of like put the most amount of effort into hair, makeup, um, and I've got some funky stuff on the way. Um, anyway, so went to Whoop Up Days and went to Henderson Pool, which is the best outdoor pool that I've ever been to. Now, even though I'm an adult, I still love going to the public pool and hanging out. And I don't know, it's just like ever since I was a kid, my mom and dad used to take us to the public pool, Henderson Pool, but we'd also go to Park Lake. Like it was just part of my summer. And to me, not having, not chilling by the pool in the summertime is kind of a shame. It's almost like traveling to a hot location for Christmas. To me, Christmas without snow is a little bit like, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I can adapt if I had to. But um, so Henderson Pool, and you can look it up, is amazing. And they actually recently, over the last couple of years, they redid it, uh, the pool and everything. I think it was closed for two years, but it was perfect timing during the pandemic when everything was closed anyway. And uh, they renovated completely. Now there's water slides and the pool is twice the size and um, but what I love the most about this pool specifically is that it's surrounded, it's encompassed by grass and massive trees. So you got a place you can picnic. I mean, when you go in, you can bring your own food. You can bring in whatever you want besides alcohol, but pff, just put it in a different vessel. <laughs> Don't you know me by now? <laughs> oh my goodness. I've been having like a re, an allergy revamp. <laughs> That doesn't make sense, but I've been basically um, sinused out for the last five days. <laughs> what am I talking about? You know what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, so you can bring up your picnic blanket. You can bring your cooler. You can you just go in, but they they check your cooler, like I said, for shit. So you got to be a little bit strategic there. But I'm I'm not condoning public intoxication by any means. I'm just saying. You can bring sandwiches, ham, beef, whatever you want. <laughs> Probably a little barbecue if you want to have fire up the barbecue and have a little like full course meal there too. Uh, they also have a concession and all that fun stuff, showers. Um, but it's just nice because you can spend the entire day there. A lot of public pools that I've been to, not all of them, but most of them are surrounded by concrete like a like pavement or I guess it would be concrete um and there might be lounge chairs there might not be there might be a picnic table or two but maybe not so I I never realized how lucky I was growing up that I had this like we could run around on the grass bring lunches find shade there's always a place to hang out if it's too hot um and yeah so I yeah so I think I don't know if I were to, I've said this before, but if I were to win like a lot of money and philanthropy is my jam, I would definitely be a philanthropist. I would be very generous with my funds and I would think about the community that I lived in and I would build a pool that is surrounded by grass, you know? And anyway, <laughs> um, I understand that uh, a lot of pool systems can't handle grass in their pumps and whatever, but 
Um, the way that Henderson is set up is that you kind of got to walk through a little bit of water first before you can even get into any of the pools. So you rinse your feet off. I don't know. I just, I see so many diff different, like, I see a lot of potential for a lot of pools that have like grass surrounding, but the fence isn't encompassing the grass. It's just encompassing the pool. It's just annoying. Anyway, I'm on a tangent about swimming pools. Um, but I really believe strongly that if, if you're going to have a nice community pool, there's got to be grass and shade and trees and all that fun stuff. So just saying. So as I continue talking about my last few weeks, I am going to concoct a concoctail. <laughs> concoct a cocktail. Concoctail segment. Um, I <laughs> caved and bought me some Don Julio. Um, I don't even know what I paid for this, but I don't think it's as expensive as like Silver Patron, uh, which I believe is around $100 a bottle. Um, but I do like to sip tequila in the same way I like to sip gin sometimes. So I'm going to spend money on a good tequila. Um, but I don't know what's happened to me for, over the last year. I think I might have overdone it with tequila where a lot of times I'm not really able to stomach it. And I've been on a few camping trips, I've been to a few parties where tequila has been passed around and normally I'm all about it, but I just, I think... Mezcal did it to me. So Mezcal is a smoky tequila that I hate. And the only reason why I hate it is because one time I was in Mexico and I got severe food poisoning. I was drinking. I shouldn't say severe food poisoning. I was lucky. I just was barfing my brains out for a short period of time. Um, and then I got over it. I've heard horror stories about food poisoning. Uh, let me know yours down in the comments below. <laughs> Anyway, but it was mezcal that I was barfing. It was like mezcal mixed with something else and some cocktail that I'd had and I was puking it up. And I just, you know, when things like that happen, you just have this trigger in your brain that you never ever want to smell, taste, see, or do that same thing ever again. That's what happened to me. And I think mezcal is still tastes like tequila, it just tastes smoky. And I, I, even just talking about it, I can't even do it. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore because I'm going to be turned off from this cocktail. <laughs> um, anyway, Don Julio, good tequila. I'm going to put this down gently. And I am going to mix it with a cold fresca. I've also got, my sister was up visiting, not this past trip because I was visiting her uh, the trip before. Some of this. This is the Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine in cherry. <laughs> and uh, I wonder how much money they're saving by putting this full of maraschino cherries and not alcohol. And they're charging the same amount. Um, but every single one of these cherries is basically equivalent to a shot of vodka. <laughs> so what I want to do is mix this. Uh, this juice and some of the cherries with the tequila, shake it up and then pour it in the glass and then pour a fresco over top. I didn't even bring a cocktail accessory. What am I doing? My life is a mess. <laughs> um, first thing I'm gonna do is pour the water out of this into this can. Because who wants to water down their cocktail? Not me. Okay, so this is 50% alcohol. 
Okay, so I'm not gonna go crazy with this, especially because tequila is also going in. Um, I'm just gonna do like a shot of this and I'll probably still get lit just from that, but that's what we're here for, right? A good time. Okay, that's probably three quarters of a shot just to be safe. Um, and let's go one, two, three. Mm. I'm so tempted to eat one of these and I will later, but not yet. <laughs> um, oh yes, tequila. A shot of Don Julio, and this is Blanco Don Julio, um, which is 100% agave. And But what is the difference between like Reposado, Blanco? I don't know. All I know is that it's pretty smooth stuff and the bottle's cute, so bonus. All right, I'm gonna shake this up and then add it to my glass and then add Fresca. Do it like the baristas. I mean, <laughs> the mixologists, the baristas. <laughs> just at Starbucks, people are just making their coffee. Okay, it's burning my hand, it's so cold, so let's pour this out. With a bit of ice, I'm gonna take this off too. Oh no, this is my worst nightmare. I bought a new one of these, by the way, um, that is built completely differently. So let me just see if, if I can get this off. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna pour some ice in, and then I'm gonna Drain the rest. Okay, so that is, besides a little bit of melted water, or melted, melted water, ice, melted ice, um, is half alcohol, all right? Now we're gonna take our Fresca. That I just spilled on my computer. Good thing there's no sugar in it. And add this. We're gonna give this a stir and give it a taste. Ooh, that is good. That is really good. Mm, I don't taste the tequila very much which is a good thing after the story I just told you. <laughs> um, the flavor is really, really lovely. And it somehow matches my shirt again. Well, the word part. All right, so we have to name this cocktail actually. What are we gonna call it? Um, the last cocktail that I made I called Rotten Kitty because it was gross. <laughs> um, this one is good. So let's call it Mm. I'm so bad at this. Later on, I'll be like, oh, play on words. I should have done that. Um, it's got cherries, fresca, tequila. Um, twig and cherries. <laughs> Instead of twig and berries, twig and cherries. That's the name. Um, very simple. Highly recommend. <laughs> so when I was visiting with my sister, she orders HelloFresh once in a while. 
And it's the first time, and this is not sponsored by HelloFresh. I know every single sponsorship, if it's not for Liquid Death or something, it's HelloFresh. Um, and I've seen it made many times. Raw Beauty Christie is one of my favorite YouTubers, and she makes, she's sponsored by HelloFresh and makes the meals all the time. But I um, really always like the concept of it. Um, I have a freezer full of like wild meats at all times. And then I realized, well, I could still do HelloFresh and just get the vegetarian options and then just cook the meat on the side. Um, but my sister had three packages of HelloFresh in her fridge and I was like, oh, cool. Like, let's make it together. Like it's a, like we can make it a tradition or something. Cause typically if we're together, she's here or I'm there, we're going out to eat all the time. We're going out for dinner or ordering takeout or whatever. Cause sometimes like we're we're spending so much quality time together doing other things that the thought of cooking is like it doesn't even work but when you're cooking a pre-made pre like everything's ready for you and it's ready to go it kind of changes the game and it's more fun in my opinion so we made oh okay so we made what are those things called <laughs> enchiladas and then we also made um, this burger, like pork burgers, or yeah, pork burgers. And they, so enchiladas I couldn't eat because they're wrapped in um, uh, like a flour tortilla, but I could eat the insides and they were delicious. And then we also made that burger. Of course, I never eat, I eat burgers all the time. Just I do a lettuce wrap. So that's what I did. Perfection. And it was really so good in the way that the produce was like, presented and everything was you'd expect maybe the pepper to be a little brown on one no it's all <laughs> excuse me <laughs> cocktail burp <laughs> um it's all premium stuff and I and I, I just didn't know what to expect like I said for something to come to you in a bag in the mail like when it's food in my head I think about it being just not top quality because when you're in the grocery store picking stuff out you're not picking the brown apple out you're you're getting the shiny red one um so that's just kind of in my head so but I was very pleased and pleasantly surprised to see the spread and the cards that it comes with to like make it's just beautiful like it looks like a magazine like clip clipping or something like it's just done really well and um I'm very I'm kind of like a dog when they see a squirrel like huh, I'm like that with colors and with um like just bold bright well made things <laughs> I just I just appreciate the aesthetic is what I'm trying to say um so yeah it was great we, we played some music we made some food and it was just a really fun thing to do and then I thought maybe I should just get like because you can do two meals a week, three, or like, what is it? Three, four, five meals a week or something. Anyway, you have three different options. And then I didn't realize that you have an app where you can actually swap out certain things that you don't think you'd like. But my sister said one time, she said, um, she said that one time she didn't go through the app and pick the meals and they just sent her whatever was in the, and there was one meal it was like a strange kind of like pasta dish that she would have never chosen and probably would have swapped out she said it was so good so it kind of forced her to try something different and um that's maybe the beauty of maybe letting it be random um i have certain food um what's the word restrictions i don't eat gluten so 
things like the enchiladas uh, would be out of the question or maybe even the burger because it comes with the buns and stuff. So, um, but every food, there's like pescatarian options, vegetarian. I know this sounds like an ad. Anyway, um, it's just a cool option. And even just for two days a week, you know, those two days that you're not going to know what the hell. And I wonder if you could just like freeze the whole bag <laughs> and then just pull it out later. The veggies might be a little salt, but you're cooking them anyway. So oh, I don't know. Unless it's a salad. And then, yes, of course, there was a thunderstorm. It was not as epic as I was hoping because I have this app. It's called My Radar, uh, My Radar Pro, because I pay for it every year. Um, I could see the storm coming. And so I always watch, like, even where I live here. Um, I can watch storms kind of rolling in and how they morph and transform. And sometimes it's disheartening because it's really big when it's coming to you. And then by the time it gets to you, it's sporadic and spread out. So um, I was watching the storm come and I was like, oh, this is going to be it. Like, this is going to be the storm of the summer. Like, ah. and um, and it was still good. And there was an incredible rainbow and all that fun stuff. But it was not as epic as I was hoping. But driving back home, I could see an ominous sky. And I was like, hmm, get a little, I get a little thrill. My nipples get a little hard. <laughs> it's like my radar. Bing, bing. <laughs> anyway, I saw it coming and then I was like, oh, yeah, but. And I was like, oh, it's going to be perfect timing. By the time I drive through this town, it will be coming through. And I won't lie. Preferably, I'd like to be standing somewhere I can watch the storm and not driving through it. So anyway, we're it's getting closer to to me as I'm driving and the rain starts to hit, but the raindrops are the size of limes. <laughs> it seems they're hitting my windshield. And at first I thought it was hail because it was like, shit, it was so loud. But these raindrops and they would come and go because it was blowing from the storm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to get my storm. I might be driving, but... I happened to be driving like, you know, I was trying to slow down, but the speed limit is 100 kilometers an hour or like 110. I, dro I drove past it just it went behind me and which was probably a good thing because there was mo there were moments where I was like hydroplaning. <laughs> the there was so much water on the road, you couldn't see anything. And then, of course, you get these Albertan truckers that are just not truckers, but like um, they drive the big Ford F-150s, whatever. They're they don't give a shit. They're ripping by you. And I'm just like, ah, like, I, you know what I mean? Because you kind of feel a little bit out of control. And it's kind of like driving blind in a lot of ways, depending on how fast fast your windshield wipers wipe. <laughs> Mine wipe pretty fast, but I, they could have been going twice the speed and it still wouldn't have been enough. But anyway, so I missed it. I actually drove, I, I beat it. It, But maybe it wouldn't have been that fun driving anyway. So I mean, I would have pulled over. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that was that. <laughs> that's, my, that's my Alberta story. Also, the week ahead is in the 30, mid 30s Celsius. Okay. Um, it's the, it's going to be September in a couple of days. And this is awesome. <laughs> I, even though I'm ready for fall, I will take an extra long summer any day. Like if I were to vote for the next 50 summers of my life, extra long summer. Yes. Because fall will still come no matter what, if it's a little later than you're expecting, that is okay. Short summer, 
No. No, I've had so many short summers throughout my life um, since moving to the Rockies. Uh, I hate that. It's like mid-August and it's already, things are freezing. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Like, what? This is not fair. Um, long summer? Absolutely. It just makes me worried because we have a long summer this summer. Will it be a short summer next? I don't know. Another thing, and you're gonna think that I'm crazy because I don't, okay, my sister did it, so I did it too. Okay, I got a tat, just joking, I didn't get a tattoo. I, sh I waxed my arms. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you know this about me. Maybe I haven't talked about it on the podcast before, but I genetically have extremely long arm hairs. Like, I could pull them up this high. Okay. It's weird. It looks weird. It even feels weird in the wind. <laughs> so my sister was like, oh man, I waxed my arms. It's the best thing ever. Like they're so smooth. And I was like, waxed your arms. Hmm. And then I was like, maybe I should try it. Cause I've never, I've waxed before. I've had lots of Brazilians and Sphinx waxes and nothing could be more painful than that. And to be honest, I, it was not bad. And I have soft, smooth, I keep hiding my pinky nail, by the way, <laughs> if you didn't notice. <laughs> my pinky nail is still recovering. I'm, s I'll talk about that later. Anyway, I, uh, not that I care about the smoothness, but you know, if I'm giving directions <laughs> to someone through my car window and they're like, where's the nearest Starbucks? And then I like point my arm out the window and they're so distracted by my arm hair blowing in the wind that they didn't hear any of the instructions that I gave. I feel like that's what's happening all the time. And I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'll tell you what, I was just self-conscious about the length of my arm hairs. I thought about potentially like trimming them, but then they'd have like blunt cut ends and it would look a hundred times worse. You know what I mean? Shaving your arm. Same thing. It's going to grow back blunt cut. Waxing. Maybe some won't grow back at all. They'll just slowly grow back. I just ripped it out of the follicle and they're just going to come back tapered and just exactly the way that they should be. Um, and probably be twice as long. Could you imagine if they grew back twice as long? That would be wild. And also, I I have to pee so bad, but I'm just going to sit through it for a little while. It's kind of like when I'm laying awake at night in bed and I'm so comfortable, but I have to pee so bad. And I keep trying to adjust my position so I don't feel my bladder as much. And sometimes it works. And I swear to God, I have a bladder the size of a freaking watermelon. Cause I could, when I pee, I can hold my pee for a long time. But when I do pee, it's just Niagara Falls for a minute straight. <laughs> you guys are learning so much about me, my arm hairs, my bladder size. Um, another thing is, okay, so I have two major trips coming up. Very far, major, awesome, fun trips coming up. Um, but don't worry, I'm preparing beforehand. Don't worry about missing any podcasts or um, anything else like that. <laughs> um, so, and because this summer I've taken a major break from exercise, like a lot of exercise, I haven't done much biking. 
definitely not as much as I'd like to have done, uh, just partly because of the heat and also because I can't afford to get myself scratched up. <laughs> and that always happens when I bike. Um, but just been doing like lots of other stuff. I'm very like been doing lots of boating and lots of like little hikes and things like that. But my um, like these trips coming up, I'm like, God, I really got to like whip into shape, even though summer's ending and I've been in good shape all summer. Like I've been really watching what I'm eating and I'm in bikinis all left and right. And um, but it's effort. Right. But I, I haven't been putting in the extra effort of exercise. So I just came across, I think it was Sean T. He is the one who hosted um, uh, Insanity on Beachbody, like Beachbody Insanity, um, which was kind of a box that you could buy and then do the workout. Insanity was like the craziest workout six days a week for 60 days. And so I did that. I've done that a few times, not the full 60 days though. I always get through one month and I'm like, I'm in rip shape. Like I'm good to go. I don't need to keep going. So, and so 30 days is always pretty much enough for me. So four days ago, I started um, Sean T's Insanity Max 30, 30 minutes a day, six days a week. Um, there is the option for five days a week and then, but I'm going to be doing six days a week because I do have a goal and I feel great. I feel amazing. Um, it's only been four days, but I love waking up in pain every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but when you do hard workouts like that and it's 30 minutes straight with maybe five water breaks, like 10 second water breaks, um, but it's just 30 minutes. Like that's the thing is I can like commit to 30 minutes. There's a two minute cool down too, which don't skip that because you have to stretch after. Uh, but it's funny, and I know this, like the first few days are tough because you're like, oh God, like you don't want to do it. You know you're going to be hurting. You know you're going to be sweating your balls off and you're going to be exhausted for the rest of the day. But once you get past like the three, four day mark, you're hooked. Like the way you feel after your workout, and even though it's just 30 minutes, it's a hard workout. If you work out like that every day, you will be ripped, toned, Everything you ever dreamed of. Um, this also sounds like an ad, which it is not. <laughs> um, but look it up. Uh, Sean T. Oh, you don't even type in Sean T. Just type in Insanity Max 30. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It's just like I said, and it's 30 minutes. So it's very doable. I always work out in the morning. I never work out in the evening. Unless I'm doing sports like badminton or tennis or whatever. Then I'll, then I'll go for like an evening. But... Um, always before I start my day, it literally sets the pace for the day. And it, maybe you are a little more fatigued, like towards four or five o'clock, but it's okay. Cause you know why it's like, oh, it's cause I worked out. It helps you get through rather than like missing a good night's sleep. And then you're exhausted. You're like, ah, when you're exhausted from exercise, even being exhausted feels good. So anyway, check it out. If you're looking for some sort of uh, regimen or something like that. That's what I, I recommend. Alrighty. So recently a family member of mine, um, was, had like extreme random confusion and was just not themselves. Anyway, they went to the hospital and they had what I had actually suspected. And I'm not trying to be like, told you so, um, 
dehydration, heat stroke. Um, it got me thinking because my mom and I have had this conversation before about drinking enough water. So you hear the classic drink eight glasses of water a day or eight cups of water a day. Um, now, as you get older, this person I'm talking about specifically actually is a senior citizen. So as you get older, you do need to be sure that you're drinking enough water. The thing with dehydration is that you don't feel thirsty. So you could be so dehydrated that you're on the cusp of like passing out, but you don't feel thirsty. You start going, having all these other symptoms, right? Fatigue, maybe a bit of confusion. Maybe you're just like, you feel like you got an air bubble in your head that's ready to pop. Or like he, like sometimes if I get dehydrated, I feel like I have a bit of like helium in my brain. Like I'm kind of like, I feel a little bit like an airhead. I mean, I kind of am one in real life anyway. <laughs> so I pass it off as just being blonde, you know, but, um, but the, a big difference that you might not even realize is when you think about drinking water out of a glass and it gives you the heebie, like it turns you off. It does to me too. Drinking water out of a glass, I never do it. I won't do it. It could be sitting in front of me, shining, glistening, fresh, and I won't touch it. Um, I mean, I'm being, I'm exaggerating a bit because if it was the only thing I drink, of course I'd drink it. But the vessel in which you drink your water, from which you drink your water, makes all the difference. My mom says she could drink water out of a full water bottle. Um, the ones you get, you know, from the grocery store, just like an actual screw top you know you get like a, a 12 pack of waters she can drink and she could refill it and drink out of that all day long but if she doesn't have a water bottle to drink out of she won't drink it for me my vessel is a tumbler where it's basically a glass a tall glass not glass plastic so that's another thing for me i can drink out of plastic i can drink water out of plastic all day long not glass it sounds really weird but let me finish so a tumbler is essentially, so you go to Starbucks and you get like a cup that, that's this tall and then a straw cup poking out of the top, essentially there's a tumbler. I went to Starbucks and bought a bunch of reusable tumblers that are just, they're three bucks a piece. They come with a lid and the straw and it's ready to go on the counter all the time. So I don't have to think about going to the sink, dirtying a glass. I have my tumbler and sometimes, to be honest, I don't wash it for like four or five days. I just keep refilling it and drinking out of it and using it. So just so you know, that might not be the most sanitary way to go. Um, but if it's constantly flowing and moving through there, I don't think it doesn't have enough time to sit and like fester. <laughs> and it depends on where you're getting your water from too. But um, so that is my vessel of choice. And it's always there ready to go. Grab it, drink out of it. And you're good to go. Um, so maybe if you're not a major water drinker, but you know you need to drink more water, have five different options of vessels on your counter or three and see what you reach for the most. What do you prefer drinking out of? Like not an actual water bottle. You know, maybe it, it can be anything. It could be a bucket. Maybe you want to lap it up with your tongue like a dog. I don't know. But um, drinking water is so important. And I know I've seen studies done on like, oh, let me check the moisture or hydration in your skin compared to your skin. And she drinks 
26 glasses of water a day and the other one drinks none. Same amount of humidity and moisture in your skin. Like, so if you're expecting, like, so much of it's psychosomatic. Like, having that extra glass of water, even if it just makes you think that you're more hydrated and healthier for it, all the better. But you don't need to overdo it, but don't make sure you're not underdoing it. You do not want to be dehydrated and not know about it. I can't tell you how many times I've thought that I've had a bladder infection or not a bladder infection, a urinary tract infection because I've actually been dehydrated. When you're dehydrated enough, it kind of hurts to pee for me a little bit where it's like my body's like, I can't afford to lose this extra moisture. <laughs> it wants to hang on to it or something. Uh, the size behind it, I'm sure it's there. You can read about it, but um, make sure you're drinking enough water. And if what's stopping you is that you hate drinking out of a glass, then change your vessel. Okay. Just putting that out there. I was watching random videos on YouTube and I think it was actually, I was going through YouTube shorts, kind of like the way people flip through or skip through TikTok. Um, stick talk. Anyway, I came across this video of this guy that was talking about the treasures that he found on New York City uh, sidewalks. But let's hear me out. He doesn't go and find dropped treasures on and money and jewelry on the streets. He takes a bucket and a vacuum and he scrapes in between the sidewalk panels or whatever those things are called, like the little sidewalk blocks in between, scrapes, sucks it up with a vacuum, goes home, pans it, okay, and pulls micro, like, how do I explain this? There's micro, like gold dust, gold jewelry pieces, um, gemstones, I'm talking diamonds, rubies, sapphires, because he strategically takes all of the dirt in between the sidewalk. Um, what I, I got to figure out what it is. You know, when you walk along the sidewalk and there's a little crack, step on the crack and break your mother's back. Those cracks in the sidewalk, that's what he's, he's scraping. And he strategically scrapes in front of, there's a very like a famous old jewelry like jewelers um store where people would go to get their things fixed and whatever so the way he put it was over the years of an, a jeweler going in and out for a cigarette on the street would have gold shavings gold dust on his apron or whatever he was wearing and it would fall off and also like onto the sidewalk and also he said that, um, you know, exchanges were made on the street too. Like say you were handing a little baggie of diamonds to someone and they were taken and then got dropped or there was a hole in the bag or whatever. So this video that I watched is wild. It's like he found something like 14 diamonds. He, and, and this is legitimate. Like I, I, I don't know the guy, but um, he explains the process and goes through. You can watch the whole process. Super fascinating. And like some of the shit that he found was like, oh my God. And the amount of gold like that he found. So it sounds crazy to be panning New York City street dirt. And he does it. He has a process of like eliminating 
the cigarette butts and hair and whatever else because he burns a lot of it off and of course precious gems and gold can withstand the test of heat and so all that stuff will survive um, and then like little bits of jewelry like clasps and but all gold and it's just so it was just such a fascinating video to watch so I thought I'd never seen anything like that and that like blew my mind so maybe it will blow yours too and you can check it out online um let me make a note I'm going to link that video down below in the description box okay um also you guys oops after I deafen you check out my phone case so I have a regular iPhone 13 Pro and this case is square and I actually have this in a dark green and gold too. It looks very Gucci, it looks very bougie. But this, and it just, because the corners are square, you have extra corner protection um, and it just feels like a million bucks. So go on Amazon, just type in square phone case in case, because uh, I've had a lot of questions. <laughs> about my phone case I was I saw my brother too and he was like your phone case is blowing my mind right now because it's square and I was like I know it's such a simple concept but it really does make a difference people are like does she have the new iPhone is it out yet do I not know about it <laughs> um okay where are we at I really do have to pee and I might go I'm just gonna go and I'll be right back shortly don't go anywhere okay i'm back um <clears throat> wow i feel like 10 pounds lighter <laughs> after getting rid of that watermelon size bladderful i think i've posed this question before on this podcast but i want to know if i offered you 10 million dollars us dollars for you to give up your top 10 most precious memories, would you do it? Would you take the money? Think about it. Your top 10 most precious childhood memories, maybe your best memories or as an adult, would you sacrifice those for $10 million? What I want to know is if you were to lose those memories, like would you still, you'd still be who you are. Because like if your memory was erased at this point right now, like your top 10 best memories or how much like would you be a different person? Probably not. But then I ask, would you be a different person? Because you reflect on those experiences potentially throughout your future, like throughout your life. So if you didn't have those to reflect on. You know, like there are things that I do because of my childhood memories. And I think this is obvious, but what I mean is, would I decide to go to the pool or would I decide to go to Whoop Up Days or Henderson or whatever if I hadn't had these memories? What would I be doing instead, you know? And I think part of enjoyment is like reflecting back on when you were a kid, right? Doing things that evoke the same kind of feeling. So yeah, I my answer is definitely no. And... I think it depends on what situation you're in too. Maybe some of you feel like you don't even have 10 great memories from your childhood, right? Um, but, and I'm a, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm a super sentimental person. I, I am, but 
you know, I don't hold on to things. Like there, there are certain things that I will never let go of. And I think we all have those. But, you know, some people are really hoardy with things because they are so, they have such attachment to the memory of how they acquired that or where it came from or whatever. Um, I'm not quite like that, but um, I think if you lost your top 10 best memories of your entire life, it would change who you are as a person. Um, anyway, I just was thinking about that the other day again. I was like, oh, you know, I couldn't imagine not having this memory or like, where would I be in my life if I didn't have that experience or, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up. Another thing is I was listening to, um, a Lex Friedman podcast recently where he was interviewing, who was he interviewing? What's his name? I never remember his name. I can picture his face perfectly. Um, it was Duncan Trussell and he has a very like interesting voice and he plays a character on like a popular cartoon, um, like an adult cartoon. Um, anyway, but a very, very, very smart guy. You've probably seen him before on Rogan, maybe Joe Rogan. Um, but he's in this interview with Lex Friedman, Lex Friedman's show. And they start talking about virtual reality, VR, and talking about kind of the evolution of VR over the few years that it's been in existence. And how the beginning VR, like the very first virtual reality, I think it was, it was the Oculus Rift. It was like a barf machine. It was, it made you so sick just because of the like movement and how it was set up that people were like, oh, hell no, but it's made some major improvements. And now it's pretty amazing, like really super amazing. Um, and talking about the future of virtual reality and where it will go to where potentially other senses are involved, not just your vision and your hearing, where you'll be able to taste and smell and touch. And um, it got me thinking, like, that is such a wild concept that, and I, I think it's, it's, it's a wonderful, amazing thing for people that are mobily challenged, like physically challenged, like they, they're in a wheelchair, they can't run a marathon, you know, they can't do these things that... Um, a lot of us take for granted. So this is like a total game changer for these people. Um, but at the same time, like the thought of kids or like you, the younger generations growing up um, and having this virtual reality as kind of a pastime as opposed to going out and really playing in nature and things like that is a little bit scary because it's bad enough already with like some of my nieces and nephews and like I and cousins and stuff I don't it's just a little bit much and but if your brain as a kid is stimulated in the same type of way as if you're playing in a sandbox in real life compared to playing in a sandbox in virtual reality and the same part of your brain is triggered would it change you? Like, would you turn out so different? Um, I think just knowing that what you're doing isn't real is the downfall. Like, I've said, like, I know a thousand times, maybe somebody 
tally up, tally it up. Because <laughs> um, I have nothing against virtual reality. I think that reality, I think a lot of it is really super cool and, um, you know, adventurous and all that fun stuff. But it's kind of scary for me a little because I... I'm of the generation that, like, there will be a time when maybe people don't remember what it was like to go for a hike in the mountains or, you know, bake fresh apple pie or I don't know. <laughs> Those are terrible examples. But I remember, like, as a kid, that we didn't have this technology, you know, like, there were no cell phones. I mean, they were there. I... I'm not that old, but, you know, <laughs> um, you played with the neighbor kids. You ran through the sprinkler in the summertime. Maybe you caught bugs and built forts and, you know, really, and ate weird things. I ate dust off the w windowsill because it tasted like the smell of rain. <laughs> I'd pull blades of grass out of the lawn and then eat the little white part on the end. Um... <laughs> I never ate bugs, but I was pretty close a few times. Uh, but anyway, so, but if you have a computer to run to and enter this magical land where you can meet your friends and build things and destroy things and then suddenly playing outside in nature is not so fun because I think too, it's consequence, like the consequence of blowing up your neighbor's shed in real life that's bad you're going to jail <laughs> or you're suspended or going to somewhere else but if you're doing it all these things you desire to do maybe there are no consequences you know in vr in virtual reality you know so it's like why would you want to do things in real life when there are consequences, you get hurt, you trip, you fall, you cut yourself, you break your arm. But in VR, you're safe, right? You can get away with pretty much whatever you want to do. So it's kind of weird. It's just like a weird thing to think about. And how does that shape your future as a kid if you're used to doing these things and, and no consequences? And does that make you like, are you less aware as an adult? I don't know. Anyway, I could get like, so deep into this and have like an entire podcast about that alone if I had a bit more of like a structured um, something to read from where I'm not so scrambled because I do have these like deeper thoughts, but I, I wind up veering left and right and getting distracted and drinking alcohol. <laughs> anyway, it's fascinating and it's definitely where we're headed as people that live in 2022. And it's coming, whether you like it or not. And, um, you know, you have the choice to participate or not. But do you? Like, you are already a slave to this. And don't pretend that you're not. I know some of you that are watching this will say that you're not because you have probably gotten to the point where it was too much and you cut back. Um, but what's next, really? I mean, our entire society is based on dependence on things that can be taken away from us like that banks electricity i mean certain like companies have completely collapsed because we can't get certain parts from china i can't buy my new 
M Competition BMW because the chips aren't available. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm affected too here. Um, no, I mean, there's... Oh, I, I was hearing this. So a snowmobiling is a big thing in the mountains, in the Rockies, and we have a, snow, a snowmobile dealership here. And every dealership across Canada, they're getting snowmobiles in without the dash no um speed gauge no gas gauge nothing the dash is missing they got the snowmobiles in but no components to be able to read anything <laughs> so i was thinking like this is ridiculous like how can they even ship the shit out but they have to continue production like a lot of these companies function on such a small margin that anything that throws off the balance they go under so they're just still shipping them out but you can't actually ride your new snowmobile until these other parts come so i think it's a predicament that it's the first time this has ever happened um shipping is definitely a an issue uh and other things happening in the world i mean shit can hit the fan really at any minute here any second um but i mean i'm not here to be doomsday this is not what i do <laughs> i'm just getting into our future and we're all in it together you and me and my little cabin in the rockies um i just like to have these kind of conversations with myself apparently <laughs> I will have guests on this podcast eventually, um, but because I'm so remote, it's kind of difficult and I would have to go to them, and which I'm going to start reaching out, I think, here pretty quick. Um, I do have to do some some other things before I can kind of get to that point, but um, it will be interesting and fun. That's it. That's all. That's all I got for today. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Do not forget to subscribe and like this video if you enjoyed it. Also, I've got an OnlyFans, a Patreon, a Snapchat, Facebook, which I don't really use besides work, um, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I just updated my Snapchat character, so you can check that out. That's all linked down below. There's a link that says my links, and it's got everything there. Also, you can email me with suggestions, kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I had so much fun today rambling, drinking. <laughs> um, I actually feel pretty good. This didn't hit me like I thought it would. Sometimes some of the shit that I make here, I'm like two sips in and feeling it. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Uh, I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Uh, sorry, weekend. It's Friday. Uh, and I'll see you all in my next video. Bye.